introducing the iPhone 95 coming out in two days. Two days. Sir, it's time for you to upgrade. Wait, 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 wait. I literally just got the iPhone 15. Like, I've been waiting like two months just to get it in, and I finally got it in. Are you telling me there's a new iPhone? Oh, sir. Sir, sir, sir. The iPhone 15 has been obsolete for at least, at least six and a half months now. At least six and a half. But didn't it just come out seven months ago? It, it, indeed it did. But, uh, you know, if nobody has told you, the shelf life of cell phones nowadays are looking like anywhere between half a month to a month. So I would plan to upgrade every, you know, monthly period. Or so. so we just skipped from 15 to 95? Like, I thought the camera on this 15 was supposed to be like Hollywood level. Like, what's the difference with this new iPhone. Okay, this is just between you and me, sir. But pretty much the only difference is the number has gone up on the device's model number. I mean, they they kind of did well with the camera. They put a little film on it. But uh but yeah, it's 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 uh it's the brand new operating system. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, how much is it? Uh, that'll be $14,299. And oh, by the way, if you don't buy it and then you buy Android, we're going to shame you tremendously for it. Well, I guess I'm going to have to take out a second mortgage on my house and sell my kid off. Uh, but I guess it's worth it if I can have the iPhone 95 because that's what everybody else is doing. We have our mortgage refinances standing by. Go ahead and go to booth number three and we'll get the process started. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Apple stores are creepy. I don't know about you. Have you been in them? They're a little weird. I, it's interesting you say that. They're kind of culty. I feel like you're like in this weird yeah. like twilight zone, like all white. Like it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like it's a little culty. Everybody dresses all the same. It's supposed to have that, you know, kind of futuristic look to it. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Um, but welcome to the show. It's the Donut Box Podcast. It's Monday morning, and we really appreciate you for joining us. And um, yeah, Chris, 99. We're almost there, man. One more episode will be at 100. That's next week. And I want to go ahead and send a shout out to all those that are dealing with uh, the war in Israel and all that stuff. Pray and protection over everybody. We send our thoughts and prayers to our Israeli friends. But yeah, it's 99. Next week is 100. We want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, I think our highest listener is in a place called Council Bluffs, Iowa. Very small town. Council Bluffs, Iowa. You know, I'm going to just kind of sidetrack for a second. Those of you in Council Bluffs, Iowa, let me know who you are because uh, eventually I want to come see an Iowa-Iowa State game whenever y'all, you know one of these years and see how that is because it seems pretty cool so uh you know maybe we can link up all while, while we out there but um where, where else we got people listening from Ooh, nebraska georgia florida pennsylvania washington california south carolina of course our home state of texas canada where else uh internationally worldwide we can't leave out belgium because belgium's been fantastic frankfurt germany talk about a few of the European countries out in Saudi. Then we go down over to Australia, up into Singapore. Man, we all are around. I mean, the continent of Africa has been blowing up for us. It's been it's been fantastic. We really appreciate all the support. And, uh, man, we, we can't wait to get started. This one's going to be a good one. Um, 
I mean, 99 is going to be great. 100 is going to be fantastic. We got some good stuff in store for you guys. You ready to get started on that? Let's do it, man. All right, man. So let's move into our first segment, which is our old-fashioned undone or a story from our past. So, Chris, we've done it before. We're doing it again. It's episode 99, and it is Boot Corral Part 7. We got some more people we got to highlight because let me tell you something. We've got some characters that we knew. The Boot Corral bag is like Mary Pops it. Poppins bag. You can just keep pulling stories and stories and stories out of it. Yeah, because we actually talked before and was like, you know, I think there's a few more people and once you get started talking then you figure out about five, six more people you can talk about. You go, okay, well we got a few segments out of this. So uh, to start this one off, let's talk about a couple, Christopher. Let's talk about a couple. We haven't talked about any Boot Corral couples, have we? Like any exclusive ones? No, and the thing about Boot Corral, as is in most retail places, fast food places, any of those type places, there's always workplace romances. Always, always, always. But there was a couple that, I guess, they had been there, they had been together for a while when we first started. Yeah, I would call... So, the man, the guy of the relationship... Was uh was a dusty fella is what I'd call him, kind of a short guy, and um, he was addicted to a little nose candy. I'll tell you that much. And um, crack cocaine for the people listening at home. Anyways, he was he was quite the character all the time, always showing signs. But he was slinging boots left and right. The lady, she actually it was interesting because she was like going to the university there in town and getting like a really high degree she was going for her doctorate i believe at the time which was kind of weird or she could have just been saying that i'm not really sure um but she had had like all these it seemed real because her previous job was like in that role and it seemed like kind of just a college job but at the same time it was it was kind of a weird situation elaborate on that a little bit christopher how are these people they were very they were like the pot stirrers of Boot Corral. There was a lot of drama associated with them. And what was it? It was worse than high school. Yes. <laughs> what was interesting is they both worked together as salespeople on the sales floor. And I don't know how that affected their relationship because working on the sales floor at Boot Corral, it's very cutthroat. It's like being in a bunch of, uh, in a shark tank, basically, uh, because people are always trying to steal your sales and as a reminder it's all commission so you don't sell you don't make money so it's a pretty competitive environment i just remember a lot of people did not like her um i don't know what we're gonna call her we'll call her lizzie mcguire that's what we'll call her lizzie mcguire not a lot of people liked her because she always started drama and i think she kind of put her nose where it didn't belong um and there were yeah, the crazy thing about working in the back room, and Micah can attest to this, is that's where everybody would go to spill the drama and spill the tea. I guess we were their like safe space, but everybody was always coming back there talking crap about uh, Lizzie and Dusty. So yeah, we we found out about all this stuff that went on. I remember one particular occasion. You know, I don't know. It's bad to talk about people's addictions, and I'm you know if if you're out there and you got some addictions, uh, go go get some help. And, um, you know, it's, it's not worth it, but well, and it's not funny, but the funny part about the whole thing was you would watch, uh, primarily Dusty's up and downs when it comes to, you know, what he was doing. And I remember one particular time how it worked 
was um, I don't know why it was like this at, at Boot Corral, but when we all worked in the back, like Chris was talking about, it was um, prepping all the stuff to go out and go on the shelves. You know, shirts would come in with clips all over them. You got to take the clips off. Sometimes needles. You have to take all the needles off of them, all sorts of stuff. Put the tags on, all that stuff, right? Do that same with boots and jeans. And so what ends up happening, for whatever reason, a lot of stores, if you do that in the back, you would then, you know, once you're done with that process, those same people would take it out and then put it on the shelves themselves. For whatever reason, they would make the commission salesman do that, right? They would, we would push out the new stock of stuff. The salesman would have to come and distribute it to the shelves accordingly. I really don't know why that was, but hey, there it is. Um, also, the summertime was a really slow time period. Nobody was really buying anything. Um, most people just come in there to look, that sort of thing. And it's just very, very slow compared to the holiday season, things like that. Chris, do you remember the day we rolled out the cart? <laughs> he got very mad. He was very mad. He came back there, yelled at us, and he used some non-family friendly words and was like, I don't know why you guys are pushing out this blankety-blank cart. What are y'all doing? Y'all are full of blankety-blank. Yeah, and... And then he like tried to, so this, this rack that we pushed out, it was kind of a rudimentary, they put it together with pipe, right? So it's just kind of all these pipes together with uh, wheel fittings at the bottom. So it's kind of rickety. It's kind of weird. Um, but I just remember he tried to like grab it and flip it, but he like failed to do so. So it was just incredibly funny, but you never want to laugh at somebody who's raging like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was just crazy. He would kind of get into these things, and but yeah, you would hear all about their their spats and stuff like that. And both of them, the thing that I remember the most was they were they were both like hotheads. I remember that completely. And so they would come back there and start talking mess, and it'd be over like the smallest stuff, be over like the smallest little stuff. I don't know, man. It was it was pretty volatile. Them two people were. Uh, they, they definitely were not meant for each other, and they definitely brought out the worst in each other. Yeah, anytime they'd come back there, or anytime anybody come back there, we'd be like, man, that's crazy, bro. Oh, I do remember one time, and this is a big thing. So I remember Dusty got really mad at Lizzie McGuire. What ends up happening, um, he had, you have a section that you have to clean up, right, or keep straight and things like that. And... I mean, this manager that we had that we've talked about before, he expected things to be immaculate. Like, I'm talking, there was an order that the boots went. It was like they all had to be what was called boarded, which means you literally had to take a 2x4 and make sure all the toes were lined up completely. There was a specific way that it had to go. And I remember she got so mad, Lizzie did, and tore his entire like i'm talking like pulled them all down and made him like redo it and it was the back wall too and the back wall was like really really tall she got a ladder and like pulled it down and it was before it was like right before his shift and i just remember like he was real mad and the only rule that the manager had was like if you're gonna argue argue in the back and i just remember they came back there and they were like yelling and screaming like you don't have to do that kind of crap. And well, I'm paraphrasing because it's a family show. But yeah, it was very interesting times with them. Very interesting times. Uh, do you want to introduce the next set of characters or character? So we're going to start with a character, but it's going to link in to the second character and we'll explain. So there was the first one. What are we going to call her? Uh, Dolly? We call her Dolly? Yeah, sure. So pretty much this gal... For all of our southern folks, she had what was called the Jezebel spirit. 
She was an attention-seeking person. She definitely was an attention-seeking person. We'll we'll go with that. Um, but she was kind of. She also had a few screws loose as well as a lot of our characters did. That's Dolly, right? The next character. What, what do we want to call him? I've got many names, but none of them are family friendly. We'll call him Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy. You want to talk about? He was a. He just wasn't the smartest guy out there. He was pretty... He was a he was a good old boy. Good old boy, ranch hand, uh, but dumb. Dumb as rocks. A lot of dip in his mouth, you know, the work. Not saying if you do dip, that's bad. But it's just like, he was just that typical guy. Anyways, so, um, old Jimmy was... He wasn't married, right? Like, they were just... I think that was just his girlfriend or fiance. So, uh, had a kid... And pretty much what happened was, do you remember, like, exactly what happened? Yes. So, from what I remember, their son was eating, and I remember he was choking on some French fries. I remember that's what happened. He choked on, I think, a French fry or something, and I think they were, like, trying to get him, like, they tried the Heimlich maneuver or whatever, and he was, like, turning blue, and, like, he, he was, like, choking to death. And so, they were, like, trying to rush him to the hospital. Because, like, they didn't know what to do. And apparently, wasn't Dolly the one that was babysitting or, like, looking after? Yes, Dolly was the one that was babysitting. And I remember, like, while they were trying to take um, Jimmy's son to the hospital, Dolly kept, like, blowing up their phone. Like, she kept calling it and calling it and calling it and calling it. And, like, she was just, like, going crazy and blowing up their phone. I mean, they're trying to, like, rush their son to the hospital, and uh, and she's blowing up their phone. Like, they're not going to pick up. And she was getting mad because they wouldn't pick up. Yeah, she she got, like, so mad. And if I'm not mistaken, like, she, if I remember, she came back to Boot Corral, like, that same day and was just, like, hysterical. But it wasn't really the weird part about it was, now that I recall... Um, you know, sometimes when you, when you think about things now that you're an older and an adult, it's like, you know what, that's kind of weird that that's what it was. But I remember her not exactly being like, oh my God, like this child is deceased, but I, it was more like, oh my God, they're going to blame me. Yep. Yep. That's what it was. I remember that was the whole thing was like, she was like, oh my God, they're going to blame me and they're going to think that it was me and it's my fault. And it's not. It's not my fault. And she was just, like, trying to convince everybody. And she's just like, dude, it's okay. Like, it's, it was a, a bad accident. But, like, it wasn't any sort of remorse of, like, oh, my God, the child died. Like, at all. It was like, a feel sorry for me. Feel bad for me. They're, they're going to think that I killed Wyatt. And, like, it was like she came up to the store just being hysterical and like purposefully caused a scene just so she could get attention from people and i guess get people to feel sorry from her for her but like you said it was more of like oh my gosh i can't like i hope why it's okay like i really hope which is was the kid's name it's like i really hope he's okay i'm worried it was more like um, I don't want to be the bad guy or I'm the victim here. Pretty much, which was which was really, really nuts. Which then gets over into the other interesting things that happened with her. Um, there was an occasion where she had friends up there, of course, and one of her friends who was off of work uh, came up there and says, yeah, does anybody know of a guy who can install a door and a lock? And, of course, naturally, we're like, okay, 
Why? And it was because Dolly, which she had this boyfriend, right? And he was some Air Force ROTC little square dirty kid, which was kind of interesting because they just really didn't match up. But she was like really controlling too. So I can imagine that it was just like, oh, she was just going to control his body. Anyways, so they end up kind of on again, off again. And she apparently went nuts and he wouldn't let her into her house. And so she kicked down the door. And apparently she, like, I'm talking full on, kicked down the door to where they had to replace the door and the lock. And what they were freaked out about was uh, apparently this guy's parents were out of town and was going to come back into town. And so they were wigging out because they were like, we need this door and this lock. Because apparently, you know, naturally, I'm, the parents did not like her at all. I wonder why, right? And... And I just remember the whole thing. It's like, they're going to press charges. They're going to press charges. Like, well, you shouldn't have been nuts. Kick down the dang door. Yeah, she was literally, she number one, she was crazy. And number two, she thought, like, everybody in the world wanted her. And we were just like, ugh. Like, she wasn't, like, <laughs> she wasn't, like, <laughs> ugly. She wasn't, like, ugh, like, ugly. But she was, just, you were just like, bro, you're crazy. Like, uh-uh, like, uh-uh, not at all, dude. Yeah, she was wild, but she and thought she that. thought like every boy wanted to go out with her, which was not the case. What I thought was really nasty too was she was like super, super into the general manager that was like fifteen years older than her and married, and she was always like, "Oh my god, he looks so good in them jeans today." It's like, shut up. <laughs> it was nasty. Okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. It wasn't just her. There were a lot of people at that store that acted that way. That is true. It wasn't just but her. Like, but still, now that I'm older, I'm just like, that, that's really weird. It was gross. I'm not saying it's not gross, but I'm saying she she was not the only she, one she, okay, of you're, the cashier you're right. ladies. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> there were uh, there were a lot of cashier ladies that were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to break him and his wife up. And I was just like, okay. We talk about boot corral. It's crazy times, man. That retail world is just something else it's its own little as much as i'd like to it's just its own little micro society over there that's it's doing its own thing and i don't know you know everybody it's like being an extremely small town and you just know everybody's ish inside like whether you want to or not that's the problem there's a lot of times like man i really don't care about your stuff but you're you're involved because they're in the back room yelling about it but like i said you're in the back room, and a lot of people go back there to vent because they're like, oh, yeah, you're not going to tell anybody. That was where everybody wanted to go vent. I knew things about people that I didn't really care to know about, and I was just like, man, I'm just trying to get my job done and go home. That's all I'm trying to do. I don't really care about this drama. And, and to be honest, shout out to Zacharomy and Cheese because we know you're listening, but I, I tell you this much. When we were in the back, that was part of the fun was – I ain't gonna lie, we were some pot stirrers too. We did stir the pot up. Listen, if there's if there's already a catalyst, you might as well just, you know, let it react, baby. Let it react and see what happens. But then again, you know, we're we're minimum wage workers and we were quite bored, but um dang man. It, every time we do this segment, I can't believe how long we were able to talk about. I could keep on going and going and going, but we already had twenty minutes of Well maybe we'll save a little bit more for a hundred episode or we'll save a little bit more for the three-year anniversary i don't know who knows maybe we'll do like a two-hour special 
Yeah. A tribute. Or do you remember, I, I don't know why that I'm remembering this, but uh, Home Improvement, where it's just like a tool time salute. It's just like a donut box salute. You ready to move to the next segment? Yeah, we're going to move into the next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. Micah, what do you have for us? It's not the jail report this time, right? It's not the jail report this week. I figured we could talk about something. Um, I mean, jail stories are very interesting, too. But I figured we could talk about Reddit stories about people cheating. And guess what? We're going to call it. They belong to the streets. If you don't know what that they belong to the streets means, it means basically you are a worker that receives money um, in exchange for um, coitus. That's what that Yeah, means. there you go. <laughs> and the science, most scientific nomenclature he could possibly imagine. That's right. We're pulling out our SAT vocabulary today. All right. So the very first one here. So... This lady says, my ex-husband and his family smoked a lot of weed, still do. Um, drugs are not okay, kids. Um, his sister, kids, and nanny were visiting from out of state for a few weeks. So when it was time to fly home, they wanted to take some of the weed that they had purchased on the trip with them. However, of course, they don't want to take it on the plane. So her ex-husband asked her, okay, can you pick it up and drop it off for them, like drive with them and drop it off wherever the heck they're at. So apparently she made the trip with them and drove back. She agreed to do so. She says she doesn't really smoke, but she agreed to carry it with the car. Because of course, it's your spouse. Are you going to tell your spouse like, nah, I'm not going to do that for you. Um, so apparently on the way back, she finds this surprise note from a lover in the car so she pulls over at this truck stop and starts reading this letter from this lover and about how they had a fantastic time on this weekend and everything and how this particular date july 2nd was going to live in this person's memory forever well this person then remembers he was supposed to be at a business trip in montreal on the on the on the second yeah of course she comes and finds out digging and pretty much what happens was she he was indeed cheating um he actually just went to a neighboring town and apparently had his fun and um meanwhile when she found this out she was still on the way there so she had a car full of weed <laughs> on the way to this person's house she says she dumps it on the side of the road and um apparently she moved on with her life and 15 years later, she's never been happier. Fantastic for that. But dang, man. So she he tasked her with uh, taking drugs, cross state lines, and all this other stuff. That's <laughs> what I was about to ask. I was like, was she moving it across state lines? Because some states, you know, weed is not uh, a big thing. But in other states, it is. And if you're moving it across state lines, I'm pretty sure it's like a felony. Oh, yeah. And it's like a federal felony, too. Because you move it across state lines, it's no longer a state deal. But I'm assuming, it doesn't say that directly, but I'm assuming so because, you know, why wouldn't they have just taken it back with them? I mean, I guess they don't want to fly and take it through TSA with them, but at the same time, I don't know. I figure there's other means that you can figure it out, but who knows? Yeah, send it to the Postal Service. Just kidding. That's a good way to get caught. Um, yeah, man. Well, I wonder if he was cheating on her while she was on that little trip. Oh, potentially, potentially. But here's what I would say. If he's if he's making you do extra work and banging chicks on the side, he belong to the streets. 
Okay, next one. <laughs> and they definitely belong to the streets because that's where they work. All right. Um, so an acquaintance of this person apparently came home from work one day and found the missus um, doing the dirty with that person's dad. Oh, that's nasty. That's that's like that's a new, Jerry Springer story that's right a there. New low, bro. That is a low. Like anytime you have a family member, but if it's like the dad. So what ended up happening was, um, and sorry kids, not a happy ending, but apparently it blew up all over Facebook, became local drama, craziness, and all this other stuff. So the wife then divorces him and gets with the dad and ends up with the dad. And um, then apparently she cheated on the dad later on. Um, cheaters gonna cheat. So... She she played the son, played the dad like a fiddle. Did she cheat on him with a brother? Is that what that would be funny or a cousin? That would be great. Um, well, she belonged to the streets, and the dad belonged to the streets. There's so much wrong with that. There's so much wrong with that. Like you got to be just real, real sick in the mind. Which oh, not supposed to be celebrity gossip, but you heard that's pretty much what happened with Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? He had a girlfriend at. Yeah, so his wife, you know, old Tiggle Bitties, she uh she passed away, right? And unfortunately, so he like gets with somebody pretty immediately. It was like his son's ex girlfriend from like years ago, and he like gets with her. I'm like, ugh, like how can you do that? In how can you do that in good conscience? That's not man? okay. Like, how can you do that to Leland? Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Funny thing it was, it actually was Leland. Right. I thought that was his only son. No, he's got other sons. Like he's no, he's got other sons. Like the other the other dudes that work for him, I'm pretty sure. Like hold on now, I'm thinking of my dog. Their family. It no, like that one dude that works for him is like his Well, there's his brother, something. the ponytail guy. Well, they all have ponytail. The older ponytail guy is his brother. But I thought that he had like an older son that like helped him out. Anyways, anyways. Um this isn't Dog the Bounty Hunter trivia. That's next segment. No, I'm joking. Um, all right. So the next story here, this one's kind of a short one. So this person's wife was acting unusual for a few weeks, and she would spend time by herself on the weekend, say that she was going home. Or, I'm sorry, she was going on drive after she had got home from work. And basically what would happen is she would um, drive around, drive around, drive around, drive around, right? come to find out so this person her husband decided you know something's not right i can tell something's going on he bought a voice activated digital recorder and stuck it in the car i didn't know the i mean i could imagine those exist but how did he hook that up without her seeing it that's my question what does that even entail what like what is that uh, mean? i don't know voice activated digital recorder i'm thinking so like it goes to her, it kind of like of Alexa, like, you know how Alexa recognizes your voice? I don't know. Pretty much what happened from there, um, he uses this digital recorder to see what was going on, the conversations that she was having, at least within the car, and come to find out, she had a another life as a, she had a another job, apparently, again, like, talking dirty over the phone, pretty much. That's not cool at all. Couldn't they tell she's in a car? <laughs> Like, I mean, aren't you driving around? Couldn't you tell? Like, you on a cell phone in a car. Like, I don't know. Me personally, if I'm on a cell phone or if I'm talking to somebody and they're on a cell phone in a car, I can tell, right? Like, you could tell. 
Maybe she had one of those headsets. A real fancy headset? Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, apparently it was this whole secret side business. And uh, on top of that, he found out that she was cheating with about three other dudes as well. Oh, that's horrible. So it was a whole secret life that got uncovered uh, by this voice-activated digital recorder. That's wild. She belonged to the streets. It'd be one thing if, like, he was at least getting the benefits of the money that came in with it, but if that's not the case, yeah, she belonged to the streets. It's a private bank account. It's a private bank account. Here's this last one. This person was in the Navy, and they went out on deployment, or if, uh, for those of you who don't know, basically either going out to the field to do training, or they might be going to war, just depending on what time it is and what's going on. Um, so they go out on deployment for about six months after recently being engaged. And one day, get a letter from the fiance's best friend saying that she caught um, her fiance and the best friend's boyfriend together. So apparently what ended up happening is they ended up writing back and forth and eventually comes out how she caught him. And apparently the fiance begged her best friend not to tell her. How are you still friends with this person? Here's my question. How are you still friends with this person after you cheat on them with, with your fiance? But anyways, so when this guy gets back from deployment, goes back to the States, the plan was to play it off like he didn't know anything, right? Like they were just going to play it off. But too many of the friends, like apparently the moment he got home, too many of his friends intercepted him um, and said that it wasn't just the one guy. And so uh, they went through this whole thing and eventually goes and meets with the fiance and made this whole confrontational. And pretty much what happened was she felt that she acknowledged that she cheated, but she felt that she still deserved the ring because of the work that she put in prior to when she cheated in the relationship. So wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that a military spouse or fiance cheated on their person while they were deployed this is just a rare case wow i can't believe that happened well if there's anything that's if there's anything that's good about that story um the best friend and this guy once he got back to the united states they kind of had a revenge fling kind of thing and apparently it worked out and they're now married for 32 years oh good for them good for them i guess so out of the street dweller comes the um the queen of the situation it's like what our friend c rizzle said he said the army just has it so easy for you to get a divorce it's just standard <laughs> it's just standard walk in walk out same day sign this sign that yeah um pretty pretty nuts man pretty nuts i just can't believe that um you know for me people are just real sick it's one thing if you're gonna cheat right but like this person this lady was cheating on her fiance with her best friends. Like, that's messed up, man. Like, how can you do that to your best friend, too? That's just terrible. But obviously, you know, not not great. Sick people um, in this world. But yeah, man, she belonged she belong yeah, to the streets. Are you ready for the next segment, which is the donut hole? What do you got for us? So this one's actually going to be interesting. We haven't done this before, but it's almost like a... I mean, I kind of know, but maybe I'll get to learn something. But it's almost like a getting to know you about some music. Okay. And what music you like. It's just going to be real quick. We'll just kind of talk about it. I will just say up front, not Taylor Swift. I figured that much, but we're there on that front too. So pretty much what I'm thinking is um, 
I'm going to name the genre, and we're going to talk about the favorite song from the genre as a whole, and the favorite artist from the... And here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. All time. Like, and here's my gauge on it. You might gauge it a little different, but my gauge on it was, if I had to say, what have I played on my Spotify, or what have I played and listened to the most out of my whole life consistently in that genre? Okay. Something like that. So, kind of a precursor. So, you know, the first one is going to be hip-hop rap and we can even throw r&b in there if you want it if you got an r&b uh you can't throw r&b in there because that's a two separate okay. then we'll just do rap and hip-hop what's uh so what's the favorite song and artist for you chris and if you need time to think about it i can do mine rap and hip-hop probably the most that i listen to oh that's so hard uh it's either gotta be uh ti ludicrous or um man that's just our jeezy it's probably and my and my song my favorite song oh i got two of them as a whole i'm so hood or put on by jeezy those are good ones those are good ones so mine are kind of close um my favorite song of all time it has to be and it's a jeezy song too it's i love it by young jeezy because i think i played that because i was listening to that the other day i think that's been probably one in every hip-hop rap playlist i've ever had uh and it gets played pretty consistently my favorite artist it, it took me a while but i'll tell you this much um future is pretty consistent like most artists like even young g's i used to love young g's and i really wanted to answer that as as my favorite here but at the same time i really don't like a lot of his new stuff i don't like a lot of his new stuff there was a kind of a certain point where it's like and i'm done at least future future like now he sounds a little goofy but who don't like he's kind of bearable goofy yeah you're a you're a future kind of guy yeah i think future's pretty good um all right so the next one we're going to talk about country music kind of swing to the opposite end of the pendulum song and artist probably song neon moon probably um country is like a loaded question cuz i'm like man if you're talking about like old country what kind of country, right? Because you got what Willie kind of country? Yeah. Um, probably favorite artist maybe is Alan Jackson. I think I have the most country songs of his on my Spotify playlist, but uh, probably Neon Moon or um, Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Way down yonder. Yeah, I like that song too. Um, so for me, you're gonna think it's pretty pretty darn obvious of what i'm about to pick conway twitty yeah conway twitty is the artist and I, i'll say this this was not because of family guy it's because conway is an iconic freaking like he just he just is like he just allude just oozes 70s country like i don't know it's just it's a different era i think he reminds you of some of your family members i think that's why yeah maybe that's the case maybe that's the case uh we'll talk about that uncle some other time um <laughs> my favorite song though is uh you're gonna laugh hard too it's country bumpkin by cal smith i don't know why i really don't know why that it's it's the lyrics that get me every time i don't know oh you know what's the one that gets me every time what oh please don't take the girl oh yeah oh yeah johnny's daddy yeah, yeah country bumpkin's a sad song too i'll tell you this much uh you know which country song kind of makes me mad and this is a 90s country song but uh it's the one where it's um that ain't my truck in her drive 
Like, something about the next line after that, it ain't my truck in her drive. It ain't my day tonight. What the heck is, it ain't my day tonight. I, I'm sorry, it ain't my night tonight. You could have put anything else that would have fit there, but it ain't my day tonight. Okay. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. All right, uh, if some producer let that out, I, I, um, that's 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 my little beef on it. You know, it's really hard whenever I was thinking about these and narrowing it down to who would I say my absolute favorite is. You got like three or four that's like, you know, it could kind of go a few different directions pretty quick. But um, I agree with about Alan Jackson. I actually like Alan Jackson a lot. He's got He's got a good variety of music. Of course, I'm going to be cliche and say George Strait to a certain extent. I, I I don't know. George Jones was good. Like, he he was the old geezer type. Anyways, um, it's like, did you ever watch Gene Autry? Anyways. Um, <laughs> all right, so next one. Uh, and this one's a little interesting. We're not going to do artists for this one. But let's talk about our favorite U.S. patriotic songs. Like, what, what were some that, like, stood up? And it's not just one. Oh, yes, I already know telling you god bless the usa yeah because of how cheesy it is that is my favorite u.s patriotic song you know what mine is and it, it's very very close and i get yours I, that one was on my list too i'm proud to be an american because i'm proud yeah yeah go do that's the same one that's the one that i'm talking about god bless the usa that's the one that i'm talking about wait what is it called though officially though god bless the usa it's not i'm proud to be an american i'm looking it up yeah i was like hold on now because that's where it gets confusing because I'm like, now that I think of it, the lyrics are the same, but I'd be thinking of it with no, a different... No, it's, it's God Bless the USA. That's the title of the song. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a blunder. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, that one's, that one's absolutely my favorite. Is it because of the little music video they used to show at the beginning of school that was really, really cheesy, too, that went with it? As well as I do, like... Um... The Marine Battle Hymn. Yeah, that one's good too. Um, I've had to hear the Army one too much. I, I will say this though. Our national anthem be kicking. Especially the symbols. The symbol action in the national anthem is under freaking rated. Especially Rocket's Red Glare. You know, you got the big drum. You got the symbol. It's great. I don't know. My wife will tell you too. Weird part is, and the reason I threw this genre in here is because... If I get really stressed out or something is going on, I'll just start singing like patriotic. And she's like, why does it always go to patriotic music? Maybe it like, relaxes I, you. I Maybe growing up on a military base, it's like, I don't know. If, I don't, if I'm not in control, America's in control. And if I'm thinking that way, then we all have problems. All no, right. No, no. God's in control. God's in control. <laughs> if you want, we can, we can move on. Or if you want to throw another genre on there, we can too. I will tell you two genres. All right, I'm going to say, because rock is very broad, I'm going to say my favorite punk rock band is Breaking Benjamin. Or um, I do like the song uh, My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Sleeping with the lights on. Oh, yeah. Um, and then my favorite R&B artist, I got to say it. I know he has a controversial past, but Chris Brown. I have a lot of Chris Brown on my Spotify. Oh, I thought you were about to say R. Kelly. No, no, sir. No, sir. That's a bad word. We don't we don't say R. Kelly. You know, I'm going to admit one thing. I do have a Jeezy song in my playlist that features R. Kelly, and it's just like, I, I don't like it, but I like the song, so we got to keep it. It's okay. It. You can separate the, the music from the artist. It's okay. Well, and I figure this is how you make it. This is how you help yourself sleep at night. You know... I figure he's just featured in it, right? So it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, all right, man. 
You ready to move on to the next segment, which is our improv segment? Yeah, let's go, bro. Let's do it. Improv it. Let's improv it up. So it's our mystery donut, our improv segment. So it is our time to do random, the randomizer. So we're going to do a free improv with the randomizer. So we're going to take three sections here. Um, I know you can't see it, but let's try to do, let's see. What do you think about a profession, a location, and an emotion? Let's do it. The profession is a waiter or waitress. Okay. Ooh, at a funeral in progress. Oh, that's... And they're stressed. Oh, they're stressed. Okay. All right. You want to start or you want me to start? Um, here, I can go ahead and start. All right, go for it. Do you really think they're going to pay us all this much for serving all these stiffs sitting here? Eat, I mean, I mean, look at this. It's not even... I'm so... It just... Oh, man. And they asked for the buffet... And they called us, and they said, oh, we need this. Oh, we need this in three hours. Pack up and go. So the manager's like, I need you to go. It's just it's just so stupid. And, you know, my thing is, I, I don't understand why we have to be the ones to go do this. It's a funeral, right? Like, why, why do we have to be all nice and catering to a funeral? Oh, my goodness. Don't even talk to me about the buffet right now. The fruit salad has too many grapes in it. My croissants are barely done, and I can just barely get this chicken to be medium rare. It's just, it's just so, it's just, listen, my anxiety's been flaring up all day. First of all, that solar eclipse really freaked me out, man, okay? Because whenever I was here, it, maybe that's why this person died. Oh, wait, as long as I don't have to be there with the body, too. Like, I hate bodies. I hate bodies. You know, when I was going to church, that Nazarene vow was definitely one that I wanted to take because I didn't want to be nowhere near no dead bodies. Oh my gosh, seriously, Justin, you want to talk about your anxiety? My anxiety is through the roof. Talk about, you want to talk about anxiety? Talk about how you have to talk to your therapist about how you could not play catch with your dad because he was too busy at work all the time and now you have a father issue, okay? Don't talk to me about anxiety. Dang it, Paco, you have to bring it up. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of this place. I'm sick of everything that has to go on. Eat it every day. About a funeral. There's been a caterer funeral. Oh my gosh, Justin. Are the quiches out of the oven yet? Because, oh my gosh, this room is dying. <laughs> no pun intended. Here's my question. <laughs> if, uh, if, if we can't do this, then... You know, what is it really for? Will they will they give a two-for-one special on the whole if I just end it now? Well, that is so depressing. Talk about being a Debbie Downer. Seriously, Justin, go over there and make sure that the punch is stirred up. I'm going to go over here and make sure that the beef wellington is coming out. Dang it, Paco, you know I like to be dramatic. Excuse me, I am the dramatic one. Drama, yes, me, hello. Everybody knows the attention's not on me at this funeral. It's on that dead guy in there, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, sick of it. And you know what? They asked me to come. I don't understand why they didn't ask old Chris S to come and do it. He's over there sitting in the front row. I know it was his dad that died, okay? But he could be in here and he could be doing the filet mignons. I mean, that's all I'm saying. We're down to sous chef. Because his, his dad decided to die. Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah, he looks so dry. Hello, look alive. All right, man. I always enjoy doing those improvs. That randomizer is pretty pretty cool. It gives you kind of some weird ideas. That I'll, I'll tell you this, America. After 99 episodes, it gets a little difficult sometimes to um, keep on writing suggestions and putting it into a hat for improv each week. Because uh, the scenarios and situations, you don't want to repeat them. 
you know, we want to keep you guys entertained as much as possible. So the randomizer is cool because, like, it's a great time. Well, we're going to move into our final segment, which is the eclair. And that's our positive advice. All right, buddy, what do you got for us this week? For my eclair this week, just remember when things are metered, don't take it personal. And what I mean by that is so many times in life, you know, we've talked about taking breaks and taking time for yourself. We've also talked about, you know, putting boundaries and setting limits for ourselves. When I say metered, I work in the world of IT, right? So the word metered really means to be cut off or cut short, right? Or, you know, we're not going to ask as much of you. Something that I at least deal with, and I don't know about everybody else, but but is I've drawn back to certain points and said, you know what, I'm working too hard. I'm going to pull back a little bit, right? But then I get really upset when it's they give somebody else a responsibility or they do have you ever experienced that chris where it's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know what i need to take a little bit of a break i'm not gonna do that and what what i'm talking about and of course most of the time when we do these eclairs we're talking to ourselves so i'll just be transparent you know it's an occasion at work where i turn down a like a project, right? I already got so much stuff going on. I had to say no. Listen, I can't take that on right now, right? And that is a-okay to do. And if you're at a place where it is not okay to do, start looking elsewhere because it's probably a toxic environment. Anyways, but here's the thing. That project came along, right? I get a little less busy. A very lucrative project comes along. A very resume-boosting one that looks very good. You're like, ooh, I would like to be on that. But then you go and say, you know, I'm in for that. And they're like, you know, but you just told them that you need to rest and take a break. And it's frustrating because you go, but, 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 but not in this situation. Like this situation is different. What I'm trying to say with all of that is sometimes it's telling you you still need to rest a little bit more. Because I don't know, man, I've been in that situation before. And when you get metered or when you get cut short, you feel like, man, you know, I'm not doing my full potential. But guess what? You you heard how I said a second ago, my workload got less. If I'm being honest, it actually didn't. What made me upset about it was, you know, it's one less thing that I can't say, oh, man, I've got this feather in my cap. Right. And that's OK to not do that and rest instead of doing that. So all that to say this. When you're being limited or when you're being metered because you've asked for it, take that time, but two, don't get upset. Yeah, it's like a, a good analogy is probably when your phone is dead and you put it on the charger and you're at 7%, you got your phone charged up to 7%. I don't know how many people let their phone get that low. but um, Oh, me, all the time. But your phone is at 7%, you're like, holy crap, I'm going to go watch the game on my phone. Your phone's still only at 7%, so you still can't do it as much as if you were at 100%. And as much as you may want to watch the game, it's just better off if you keep it on the charger, let it charge up. And guess what? There's always things like replays. There's always ways that you can still do what you need to do while taking care of yourself at the same time. My eclair is uh, sometimes you have to get back to basics and remind yourself of the why of why you're doing things Um Especially if you're doing things like a goal or maybe you're trying to start your own business or you have a job career that you really want to pursue and it's your dream. Whatever it is, your dream or like I said, your business or whatever it is. Um, 
sometimes you just got to remember why I'm why am I doing this? Because you'll get caught up in the grind of it of trying to make things happen. Life will get in the way. You'll get burdened down. You'll get discouraged. And if you can always remember the why of why you do stuff, then it helps you motivate you and push you and be like, you know what? I'm I'm starting this business. You know what? I may have had failures. This may have not been going the way that I wanted it to go. But you know what? I really have a passion for whatever your business is. And that's why I'm doing this. And that'll help give you those um, those recharges and those moments where you want to quit when when you want to give up. So just make sure you always go back to the why and remind yourself the reason why you're doing things. And it'll help you in those moments when things are kind of down or looking kind of bleak for you. Heck yeah. Great stuff. All right, man. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Come check us out. So by this point, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm really, really close to a lot of stuff. But listen, I'll put it to this way, guys. I'm a perfectionist. I want to make sure that it looks really, really crisp, really, really clean. So I'm putting up, um, I'm, I'm doing my best on these playing videos. I got several of them actually going to come out. I'm going to stagger them. So my trip to Nebraska, we'll have that one up too. So it, it'll be good. TVTrashCan.com. Come check it out. Um, we also got all the good stuff on there, all the show stream and all that good stuff. Um Really, really appreciate you from wherever you're listening to, from Spotify, from Apple Music, from RSS, from wherever, YouTube. Please join us for next Monday for our 100th episode. I promise we're not going to do what all the other TV shows do for their 100th episode and just put different sound bites from uh, the other episodes. Because that's what a lot of TV shows do. Have you ever done, like, I always skip those episodes where I'm like, yes. I've been seeing this all season long. I don't want to watch the best moments. The uh, the only ones that I think is are a little different. Have you ever seen the ones where it's like maybe they'll do one of all the deleted scenes? Like uh, I'm thinking of primarily the only one I've seen it done on is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Right? They've done a when they were in Britain, they actually did a series. It was like the series finale one or whatever, and pretty much it was. Yeah, it was all the ones that didn't actually make it on TV, but were like still funny, and I thought that was pretty cool. It's like do that, <laughs> you know. I want to see, I want to see stuff that necessarily hasn't been done. So yeah, man, hundredth episode, we got some great stuff planned. So uh, come back, check it out for a few surprises, see what's gonna be happening, and then just very shortly after that, we'll be celebrating two years, two years in November. So it'll be really, really. I mean, it's it's downhill. It's real quick. I can't even believe it's been almost two years, and I can't believe we're about to hit triple digits. Something else, too, my man. I'll just say this. It's incredible. Triple digits means after we get past that point, we can never go past double digits ever again. It's going to be great. Well, uh, I don't have anything left. You got anything left? Nah, man. I'm just over here stating the obvious uh, with some things. So, uh, hey. We'll just take this donut box out to the trash because obviously we're just picking at crumbs. So I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. Now I'm lying here with Linda on my mind. And next to me, my soon-to-be, the one I left behind. And Lord, it's killing me to see her crying. She knows I'm lying here beside her with Linda on.